We good to go? Woohoo! All right. We're going to go on the internet. Y'all ready? All right, here we go. Turning your Bibles this morning to the book of St. John, chapter number 17. Today I want to talk to you about the God of now. I don't need God yesterday. I don't need Him tomorrow. Oh, I do. But I need Him right now. He's an on-time God. And when we're always looking back or we're looking ahead, we miss our opportunities for now. So I want to just read a scripture to you. We're going to talk a little bit about the God of now. And uh, we just want you to reach your faith out and just believe for great things. This is John chapter 17. I'm reading in the New Living Translation, so it may be a little different from what you're reading. But it says, after saying all these things, Jesus looked up into heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life. To know you. The only true God and Jesus Christ. The one who sent me to earth. I brought glory to you here on earth. By completing the work you gave me to do. Now. Everybody say now. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. I want this morning for you and I to get to the end of this service and be able to declare what Jesus declared. After he had suffered, after all that he had gone through here, he knows that there's pain, there's suffering, there's the cross, all this going to happen. And Jesus begins to say, Father, glorify yourself in me. So that I may give glory back to you. Why do you want to see God move on your behalf? Why do you want to prosper? Why do you want to be in hell? Why do you want to see miracles? Is it just so you can be happy and feel good and live your life happy? No, 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 no. I mean, we, everything that happens in our life, we need to give it, give it glory back to God. Amen. To be able, Jesus said by this, that they'll, you'll, they'll know you're my disciples, that you have love for one another. Amen. The Bible says that may they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. In this last days, the church has got to rise up and begin to give God glory. We've got to begin to say, Lord, glorify yourself in us. Amen. We've got to begin to walk in power, walk in faith. We've got to begin to see signs and wonders and miracles. Amen. Not so that we're glorified, but so that God is glorified in this hour. There's so many people that are hurting. So many of those that are, who are in poverty. So many of those that are in trouble in their marriage. Amen. So many young people who are discouraged and depressed and going through addictions and all the things the world, amen, has to offer that says brings happiness. But now, amen, there's nothing but torment and pain. And it's time that, amen, we have a generation of young people who are rising up and saying, Lord, show your glory through me, amen, to my kids at school. Show your glory through me on my job. Show your glory through me. Jesus said, now, Father, what is a good time for God to glorify himself in you? Now. 
If we ever needed it, I'm telling you, it's now. Everywhere you look, the Bible says, amen, in the end times, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. How many has heard about some wars and rumors of wars? The Bible says there's going to be earthquakes in divers or different places. Did you see this morning? California had one of their biggest earthquakes in a long time. Everywhere you look, they're having earthquakes. Did you see on, here the other day? Amen, that huge, big uh, a fault just opened up in the earth. Things are happening, unrest, troubles all around. I'm telling you, we are living in the end times. But it's not a time to hide. It's not a time to get afraid. It's not a time to get frustrated. It's time to let God's glory be revealed in His people. And we get out in the world and begin to show them the love and the glory of God the Father. Helen Malakot said it like this. I was regretting the past. Fearing the future. And then suddenly my Lord was speaking. My name is I am. When you live in the past with its mistakes and regrets. It is hard. I am not there. My name is not I was. When you live in the future with its problems and fears. It is hard. I am not there. My name is not I will be. When you live in this moment, it is not hard. I am here. My name is I am. God is relevant in our generation, in time, and in resources, and in circumstances. This morning as we look at God being relevant, because so many times people say, oh, the Bible, it's just, you know, that's a bunch of old stuff and it doesn't uh, relate to today. I'm telling you, God relates to every time frame, every generation. I'm telling you, as long as there's people and as long as there's trouble and as long as there's tests in school, there'll be prayer. As long as there's war and somebody's shooting at somebody, somebody's going to be praying. Because when people get in trouble, then they begin to call on God. But when you look at God and His relevance to time, I mean, where do you live? Do you live in the here and now? Or is your whole life caught up and focused on what was or what will be? See, Jesus emphasized in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 34. He said, take no thought thereof for tomorrow. For tomorrow shall take care of the things of itself. You don't have to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to get here. The sun is going to go down and the sun is going to rise. Your clock is going to go around and you're going to have to face tomorrow. But why are you facing tomorrow today? Did you know most folks can't even enjoy, even enjoy their day off? Because all they're thinking about is having to go back to work tomorrow. People can't even enjoy their vacation because all they can think about is it's going to end. People miss out on the todays and all the good stuff that happens. Enjoy every moment. When you have little children, enjoy that. I can, if I could go back, there was so many things we would do different. You know, you're always trying to push them to the next stage. When they're little, oh, I can't wait till they sleep all night. Oh, I can't wait till they're out of diapers. Oh, I can't wait till they, they get off the floor and crawling which they start walking oh I wish they would do that I can't wait till they start talking and now I can't wait till they stop talking <laughs> it's going to be a long time oh I just can't wait till they eat by themselves. 
I can't wait till they're sleeping. I can't wait till they do this. Oh, I can't wait till they're driving. I can't wait till they're out of school. I'm okay. We're always looking for that next stage, and we miss all the little fun, cute things of this stage, and you'll never get it back. They're only going to say mama and daddy once. After that, you're tired of hearing it. <laughs> you can't wait till they say it. And then when they say it, they go, mama, 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 mama. <laughs> I wish they hadn't learned that word. But listen, they, 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 the stages go. Listen, God is looking at your life and he sees you and he sees you growing. And he's excited about where you're going. But did you know that God enjoys where you're at? Yes, he knows. Well, I can't wait till I become a mature Christian where I just don't sin. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> How many have ever seen an adult stump their toe and trip and fall? See, we never get to the point we stop falling. We got to continue to get back up again. We got to continue to come to God and, and know that God is, loves us in the stage that we're in and God wants us to grow up. Yes, He wants us to do better. But you know what? He loves you just where you are today. And He wants you to begin to appreciate today for what is the most important time in our life is now. Listen to this. The nows will soon become your yesterdays. And if you live each now well, you'll have no regrets. Did you hear that? Here's the problem. When you're always worried about the past, you're always worried about the future, you don't do now very well. So tomorrow, you're going to still be regretting yesterday. But if you'll take ever now. So you have an opportunity this morning, now, to get your heart right with God. You have this opportunity now to repent of all your sins. You have an opportunity now to stand up in your faith and say, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work for you. I'm going to serve you. I'm gonna do. You have an opportunity now to make a decision. But if you, don't, if you miss that now, tomorrow you're going to still be saying, I'm going to do that someday. And then another day is going to go by, another day, and then a year, and then six years, and then ten years, and you're going to look back and you're going to say, like everybody else says, I wish I'd have done it a long time ago. I wish I'd have started serving the Lord. I wish I'd have honored God. I wish I'd have gotten more faithful in His house. I wish I'd have read Word more. I wish I'd have got out in the community and, and loved on them more. I wish I'd have got out and, and spent more time with my neighbors and sharing the love of Jesus with them. Listen, nobody ever gets to the end of their life and goes, Wow, I wish I'd have went to church less. Nobody ever gets ready to go stand before God and goes, Wow, man, I just prayed way too much. I just won too many people to the Lord. No, no, no. It never, it's never that. It's always I wish I'd have done more. Here's the deal. You have an opportunity now. Don't waste your nows. Because God wants us to focus on what's happening today. In contrast, the enemy always tries to divert your attention off of now. He always, the biggest lie of the devil is one or two things. Either he gets you focused on what's coming or what. It's already gone. Because he knows if he can keep you messing ever now up, you're going to continue living a life of regret. You're going to always going to get around to it. 
but you just never will because he's diverting your attention. If he can keep you on your past and he can keep, keep you in your future, he knows that everyone who looks back on their past, amen, they'll trip, they'll stumble again. He knows that a person who is concentrating on tomorrow is living in an illusion that prevents him from living fully today because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Romans chapter 13 verse 11 and says, And that knowing the time, that now it's high time to awake out of sleep for now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us cast off every work of darkness and put on the armor of light. He said, now is today. He said, today is the day of salvation. You're facing a now moment. God is relevant to time. God is relevant to your resources. Did you know God knows what you have and he knows what you don't have and he knows what you need? Don't ever think that God misses anything. He's aware of everything. But remember this, God is not moved by need. God is moved by faith. All the people that he encountered, they all had needs. But it was those who reached out with their faith and did something. It was Zacchaeus who was willing to climb a tree. It was a woman who was willing to crawl through a crowd. And it was people who were willing amen, to get out of their comfort zone. And they were willing to realize, I don't have enough, but he has plenty. And if I can just reach out and touch him, if I can get some of what he has, it'll make what I have a lot better. All the things that we hold as necessity. Jesus said, don't even think about them. He said, Matthew 6, 25, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor what you shall put on your body. What, what, he said, is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment? There's a whole, there's way more important stuff. Don't miss your now. A word from God, a revelation from God. Because you're going, I wonder what I'm going to wear to work tomorrow. What shoes am I going to wear with that dress? Oh, I'm about to change my purse if I wear that because I live with a woman I know. <laughs> but don't worry. Because if you don't have a purse to match them shoes, she'll go buy one. She, she'll find it. <laughs> and guess what? I'll buy it. Because I care about my nows. You know how, you know how I stayed married 25 happy years? Because we try to take every now and make the best of it. I don't wait till tomorrow to kiss her. I kiss her now. Every now, every opportunity I get to say I love you. Every opportunity we get. If we do something wrong, take that opportunity to say I'm sorry right then. Don't let things build up and build up. Don't have, you know, you'll never, if you don't have a build up, you won't have a blow up. Huh? Hey man, don't, don't, don't allow to take every little thing when it happens and, and, and be willing to say, hey, that, that hurt my feelings. I'm sorry, forgive me. Be able to, to, to love each other and take every now, make the best of it, and you're not going to have any regrets later. 
Listen, God, he said, take no thought for those things. Because Jesus added, the birds don't sow, they don't reap, but your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you worth more than they? Are you not worth more than a bird? These guys down here on the front, they're not sure. <laughs> they're thinking, well, what kind of bird are you talking about? I want to tell you something, you're worth more. Don't let the enemy tell you that you're less, that you're not, you, you, are, you are created in the image of God. You're made in his likeness. You are a child of the most high God. You need to get up every day, amen, get dressed for school, look at yourself in the mirror and go, wow, you're the best looking dude in this town. You're the most beautiful young lady at your school. But then don't walk out with an ego and an attitude and a, and all haughty, like, ooh, look at me, I'm all this. No, 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 no. Realize who you are in Christ. You're a daughter, you're a son of the Most High God. But then realize, Jesus said, whoever's the greatest among you will become the least and become a servant. So then you get out there and you start loving on people. And you find those people who are being bullied and you stand up for them. And when other people are laughing at other people, you don't laugh. You say, hey, that's not funny. And you go over and you make friends and you talk to people. Listen, care less. I, I, I'm telling you, uh, up until Facebook, I didn't see or hear from but just a couple of people out of my class. I'm almost 500. So what you think is so important, I mean, these are my friends for life. After graduation, you throw the hat up, you won't see most of them again in your entire life. That's sad, but it's just true. So you, you, you spend so much of your time trying to impress people that don't matter. Why are you even trying to impress your neighbor? Why are you even trying to impress your friends, your family? Listen, you need to be worried about, am I impressing God? And say, Lord, I'm going to take my now and I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to take what resources I have and I'm not, as Sister Marilyn saying, I'm not going to worry. I'm going to allow you because you know what I have need of. Peter Lord said this, the God who guides provides on time. Huh? The God who guides provides. Let me, when, he, when he got the children of Israel in the, uh, the wilderness and all of a sudden they got hungry, God wasn't up in heaven going, oh man, I never thought of that. What am I going to do? He already had a plan. I mean, the, 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 the manna, the, the, uh, the recipe was already written. It was ready to go. I mean, God knew they were going to need water. He knew all of that. He just wanted somebody, amen, to have some faith and somebody to believe. Because when you believe, as Brother Philip taught us this past week, all things are Matthew chapter 14, verse 13 to 21, we talk, we, we see the feeding of the 5,000. Five loaves, two fishes. And the disciples, you know, they're kind of like us sometimes. Well, that's impossible. How are you going to do that? I mean, think about it. Five loaves and two fishes? That wouldn't even feed most of the guys in here. I mean, listen, I, I went to eat fish the other night with, with Michael. No, he kept on saying, we're going to get all you can eat catfish. They were ready for him to leave. They said, we're going broke on that guy. <laughs> he was putting that cat, two fish wouldn't have done the trick. But listen, when you believe God, amen, when God blessed it, amen, everybody ate till they were full, and then they gathered up leftovers. 
Listen, when you trust God for your now, and when you place your resources in God's hands, I'm telling you, God will take what you have, and He'll make it more than enough. When you don't have the resources, God can supply them. Amen. The children of Israel, they brought out of Egypt out of bondage. He fed up with manna. Amen. He gave them water. Amen. Uh, John said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall ask, ask the Father in my name, and he will give it to you. But what about verse 24? Here's what it says. Good old King James. Hitherto. You know what hitherto means? We don't say a lot of hitherto's anymore. As of yet, up until now, ye have asked nothing. Ask in my name and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Did you know God wants you to be full of joy? He wants you to be happy. He doesn't want you to be lacking. Amen. God wants you to trust Him for supply. He says, whatsoever things you ask in my name, you'll receive. He said, but as of yet, you haven't asked anything. It's time. It's it's hitherto time. (laughs) Are y'all ready? Hitherto? Hitherto? Somebody say, hitherto? I'm gonna ask. Listen, you've got to begin to step up and say, Lord, I'm sorry that I haven't taken your word literally, that I haven't stepped up in faith and asked you. Yeah, I've complained. There's a big difference in griping, complaining, fussing about what you don't have and asking in faith for what you need. You say, but, well, he knows what I need because I gripe about it all the time. That's totally different. You've got to step up in faith and you've got to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you see I've got this bill and you see how much this bill is and how much I have. And Father, I'm asking you, you know I can't do it, but I'm asking you supernaturally to supply, give me some overtime, give me some miracle money. I'm telling you, money can just show up even in your, in your checkbook or in your uh, mailbox that you weren't even expecting. A refund you didn't even know you was going to get. God can give you some overtime. He can get somebody to call you and say, hey, i got some extra work. I don't know how God's going to do it. But if you'll ask, he said, he'd give it. Somebody say, God's relevant in my resources. God is relevant in your circumstances. Anybody got some circumstances? We all got some circumstances, don't we? They're all different. But God's concerned about every one of them. You see, for a child, their circumstances are different than these teenagers. But these teenagers' circumstances are different than moms and dads. Moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas and everybody's circumstances are different. But did you know God's concerned about every one of them? Yes, God's concerned about that little bird and if he's going to find a worm. And yes, God's concerned about your health. And yes, God's concerned about that unborn child, amen, growing within you. And yes, God's concerned about your toddler starting school. And yes, he's concerned about your teenager. And he's concerned about your job. He's concerned about your marriage. He's concerned about your relationship. Why? Because God is relevant to your circumstances and He knows what you're going through and He loves you. If I didn't have these circumstances, 
Could we, could you, could we finish these, this sentence a little bit here? If I didn't have these circumstances, I would. I would do more for God, Pastor, if I just didn't have these circumstances. Pastor, I would be more for God. I would, I would be the person. Oh, Pastor, it, woo, I would, you won't even know what kind of man of God I would be if it wasn't for these circumstances I'm dealing with. Oh, Pastor, you don't even know how faithful I'd be to the house of God. You know, if I didn't have to, you know, go to get fishing, you just don't know. I, you, know you don't know what kind of woman of God I could be and how much I could intercede and pray if, if my favorite show wasn't on. You just don't understand, Pastor. I got these circumstances and, oh, pastor, if I didn't have all these kids, whoo, you know, I'm telling you, I'd be a blessing to the church. If I didn't, if it wasn't for these people, if, if, they, if they hadn't done me wrong, pastor, I would do more. But listen, why are we always finishing this sentence? All excuses. If it weren't for these circumstances, God knows your circumstances, but He expects you to step up in the middle of your circumstances and do what's right. Amen. And that's not what God's all about. He knows exactly where you are and who you are and what you're going through. And instead of griping and worrying and waiting for our circumstances to change, we need to listen and see what God is saying and say, Father, in spite of my circumstances, I'm still going to do what you've called me to do. Regardless of how much money I have, I'm still going to honor you in my giving. Regardless of my health, I'm still going to praise you. Regardless of what's going on, I'm going to be who you've called me to be. Do you think John Bunyan, the one who wrote Pilgrim's Progress, what if he just said, you know what, these circumstances are just, uh, I'd really like to write a book, but these circumstances are just too hard. No. Why don't you just take your circumstances and make something powerful, powerful story out of it? What about the man? You just heard about this. Somebody, one of the guys told you about this the other day. The song, It Is Well With My Soul. The man that sent his family on ahead of him. The ship sank. They all died. He came on later when the ship got to the point that it sank and his whole family died. Amen. Instead of saying, God, I'm angry. I hate you. I'm not going to do what you called me to do. I'm going to quit and give up. I don't understand. No. Instead, he stepped out on the rail of that ship and looked at those waves and that water that devoured his family. And he rode when sea, when life, when... Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> huh? When peace like a river attendeth to my soul. When sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Can you stand up right in the middle of your circumstances, amen, when death and destruction is all around and say, God, I don't understand it all, but thank God it's well with my soul and I'm going to do what you've called me to do in spite of my circumstances. That's what I did. I said, in spite of how bad I sang that song. I'm still going to do something good for God. (laughs) 
I wish I could take that off the internet. Don't Lord help me. Paul and Silas are at midnight backs bleeding stocks and chains and in the inner prison. And instead of pulling and pressing and screaming and yelling and fussing and complaining and griping and cursing, amen, instead, the Bible said at midnight, they begin to sing praises to God. They had every right. I mean, they, they were suffering, they were in pain, they'd been beaten, they were bleeding. And instead, Haman, they begin to sing, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord hath made, that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, listen, I don't like everything that happens every day, but I still got to be glad in it. Amen, every day God has given me. And as long as I'm above ground and until I lay down. See, this yesterday, Friday was one year since my mom passed away. We went out, put some flowers, all that. I, I, I talked to her. Woo, said, Mama, happy anniversary. It's been one year since you've been in heaven. Woo, I bet you don't even know it's been a minute. Because the Bible says in heaven there's no time, time is no more. She didn't know she'd just been there a minute. She still hadn't met everybody. She hadn't, been finished, she hadn't finished hugging necks and people saying, congratulations, welcome home yet. Amen? We're going through all of our trials and tribulations. Listen, we've got to realize, hey man, it's going to be worth it all. Not one person in heaven is up there saying today, man, I wish I'd have done less. We're all saying, I wish I'd have done more. I wish I wouldn't have let my circumstances get me down. I wish I hadn't worried so much. I wish I hadn't let all the things in life, amen, drag me down. I wish I'd have just praised him through it all because now it is worth it all. What would have happened if Paul hadn't fought through his circumstances? I mean, we wouldn't have you know, two-thirds of the New Testament, the Pauline epistles, the, the, I'm sorry, the prison epistles, all the things that he spoke to us about how to get through tough situations, how to get through your circumstances. I mean, because God knows you got to take your circumstances, take your lemons and turn them into lemonade. Huh? Amen. Even if it squirts in your eye. That's what happens sometimes. Well, I'm going to turn my situation and I'm going to turn it around. And we give it one little squeeze and it get a little drop in our eye and then we just go all to pieces. I give up. I'm quitting. It's not worth it. Oh, listen, come on. Just step up. Say, God, I understand you know about my circumstances. You can handle it. It's not what if. It's not what if. It's not what might be. I'm telling you, begin to step up and say, Lord, I'm going to begin to declare what is. In spite of what I've gone through, in spite of my hardships, I'm going to do what you've called me to do. Listen, you don't have to give up just because you or somebody else fails. We all fail. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Stop looking at your past. Stop looking at what could be and start living your nows well. Take every now and make the best of it. Work hard on your job. That promotion's coming. That raise is coming. That new job is coming. Work hard in your marriage. Love your spouse. Take every now opportunity, amen, to tell them you love them and to kiss them and to think. Take every opportunity, your nows, to hold your children, to love on them, to tell them how, what great kids they are and how much God loves them and how proud you are of them and how they're going to do great things. Take every opportunity to love on people now. 
because God loves you now. The truth is, is the Lord speaks to you in the midst of your circumstances. Sometimes it's when we're at our lowest, God speaks his sweetest. He encourages you. He loves you. God is relevant today to your time, to your resources, and to your circumstances. Let's don't regret our past. Let's don't fear our future. Let's live our now well. Heavenly Father, today we're so grateful and we thank you for the presence of God that's in this house today. I thank you, Lord, there's people here today that have a lot of regrets of the past, as do all of us. So many are looking forward at their aspirations and what can be and what might be and they're missing really living life today. I pray that we would rein in our emotions and our thinking and we would get all of our past forgiven knowing that our future is in your hands and our best days are ahead but that we would begin to trust you and ask you for every moment of every day help us do the right thing so that we'll have less regrets tomorrow Lord I want to live right act right talk right I want my faith to be right. I want my relationships to be right. All of that can be done by simply asking. I can't make anything right. But I thank you that you loved me so much that you came from heaven. God made flesh and dwelt among us. You lived a sinless life. Showing us that it's possible. Giving us something to strive toward. But then knowing that we would sin. Had sin. You made a way where our past could be forgiven. And our future, eternity would be sealed. I thank you that you gave your life. You died on that cross. You allowed your hands and feet to be nailed. Your side to be pierced. Your head to be pierced with that crown of thorns. And I thank you every stripe you took on your back was for my healing. So today I don't have to suffer sickness and disease. I don't have to be tormented in my mind. My service and my work can be covered. And my eternity can be sealed in heaven. Today, if I'll ask. You have a now moment. At this moment, your whole life, eternity, your whole past can be changed. Everything you've ever said, done, thought, ever action, ever deed, ever lust of your heart, your eye can be forgiven, washed away, and you can become a new creation in Christ Jesus. If you'll believe and if you'll ask, you can receive eternal life. Don't be 
Don't regret tomorrow what you didn't do today. Today is the day of salvation. If you're in this building and you say, Pastor, I need God now. If I were to die now, I'm not sure I would go to heaven, but I want to know. I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to ask Him to forgive me of my sins. I want to be born again. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. It's between you and God. You say, Pastor, pray for me. Slip your hand up right now. Yes, 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 yes. Slip them up and down. God sees your heart. He sees your cry. He loves you. Thank you for taking that opportunity now. You didn't let it fly. You said, yes, that's me. I need Jesus now. You're here today and you say, Pastor, I need God now to show up in time. I've got some things going on right now that I need intervention in my family, with my children, with, with my business. I, I just got, I, I need God to step in to 2014. I need Him to step in to August. And I need Him to do something now. Are you saying, Lord, I, I need God to show up in my resources I need a financial miracle. I need God to turn some things around in my debts. And I need a blessing financially. Are you here today saying, Pastor, I need God to show up in my circumstance. Man, I got some stuff going on that I don't know how to handle. But I need God to step in. I need God to step on my storm and say, peace be still. Because I know He can do it. You need God to step into your time, your circumstances, your resources. You say, Pastor, I need God now. Just slip your hand up right where you're at. Yes, 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 yes. God, we need you now. All over the building, would you stand to your feet today?